0: Appendix Three, Part One of Kokoro, Hints and Echoes of Japanese Inner Life by Lafcadio Hearn. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Appendix Three, The Ballad of Oguri Hangan, Part One. To tell every word of the tale, this is the story of Oguri Hangan. Section One, The Birth. The famed Takakura Dainagon, whose other name was Iye, was so rich that he had treasure houses in every direction. He owned one precious stone that had power over fire, and another that had power over water. He also had the claws of a tiger, extracted from the paws of the living animal. He had the horns of a colt, and he likewise owned even a musk-cat, Neko. Footnote 1 muskrat is the translation given by some dictionaries musk-deer was suggested by my translator but as some mythological animal is evidently meant i thought it better to translate the word literally and footnote one. of all that a man might have in this world he wanted nothing except an heir and he had no other cause for sorrow a trusted servant in his house named Ikenoshoji said at last to him these words seeing that the buddhist deity tamun ten enshrined upon the holy mountain of kurama is famed for his divine favour far and near i respectfully entreat you to go to that temple and make prayer to him for then your wish will surely be fulfilled to this the master agreed and at once began to make preparation for a journey to the temple as he travelled with great speed he reached the temple very soon and there having purified his body by pouring water over it he prayed with all his heart for an heir and during three days and three nights he abstained from food of every sort but all seemed in vain wherefore the lord despairing because of the silence of the god resolved to perform harakiri in the temple and so to defile the sacred building moreover he resolved that his spirit after his death should haunt the mountain of kurama to deter and terrify all pilgrims upon the nine-mile path of the mountain the delay of even one moment would have been fatal but good Ikenoshoji came running to the place just in time and prevented the seppuku oh my lord the retainer cried you are surely too hasty in your resolve to die rather first suffer me to try my fortune and see if i may not be able to offer up prayer for your sake with more success then after having twenty-one times purified his body seven times washing with hot water seven times with cold and yet another seven times washing himself with a bundle of bamboo grass he thus prayed to the god if to my lord an heir be given by the divine favour then i vow that i will make offering of paving blocks of bronze wherewith to pave this temple court also of lanterns of bronze to stand in rows without the temple and of plating of pure gold and pure silver to cover all the pillars within and upon the third of the three nights which he passed in prayer before the god tamon ten revealed himself to the pious Ikenoshoji and said to him earnestly wishing to grant your petition i sought far and near for a fitting heir even as far as tenjiku india and kara china but though human beings are numerous as the stars in the sky or the countless pebbles upon the shore i was grieved that i could not find of the seed of man one heir that might well be given to your master and at last not knowing what else to do i took away by stealth the spirit of one of the eight children whose father was one of the shi tenno residing on the peak Ariari, Ari, far among the dandoku mountains and that child i will give to become the heir of your master Footnote three: Shitenno, the four deva kings of buddhism who guard the four quarters of the world having thus spoken the deity retired within the innermost shrine then Ikenoshoji, starting from his real dream nine times prostrated himself before the god and hastened to the dwelling of his master ere long the wife of takakura dainagon found herself with child and after the ten happy months she bore a son with painless labor it was strange that the infant had upon his forehead marked quite plainly and naturally the chinese character for rice and it was yet more strange to find that in his eyes four buddhas were reflected footnote five Shitai no mi hotoke literally a four-bodied august buddha the image in the eye is called the buddha the idea here expressed seems to be that the eyes of the child reflected four instead of two images Children of supernatural beings were popularly said to have double pupils, but I am giving only a popular explanation of the term. Footnote five. Ikenoshoji and the parents rejoiced, and the name Ariwaka, young Ari, was given the child after the name of the mountain Ariari on the third day after the birth. Section two The Banishment Very quickly the child grew and when he became fifteen the reigning emperor gave him the name and title of oguri hangan kane uji when he reached manhood his father resolved to get him a bride so the dai nagon looked upon all the daughters of the ministers and high officials but he found none that he thought worthy to become the wife of his son but the young hangan learning that he himself had been a gift to his parents from tamon ten resolved to pray to that deity for a spouse and he hastened to the temple of the divinity accompanied by Ikenoshoji. there they washed their hands and rinsed their mouths and remained three nights without sleep passing all the time in religious exercises but as they had no companions the young prince at last felt very lonesome and began to play on his flute made of the root of the bamboo seemingly charmed by these sweet sounds the great serpent that lived in the temple pond came to the entrance of the temple transforming its fearful shape into the likeness of a lovely female attendant of the imperial court and fondly listened to the melody then kane uji thought he saw before him the very lady he desired for a wife and thinking also that she was the one chosen for him by the deity he placed the beautiful being in a palanquin and returned to his home but no sooner had this happened than a fearful storm burst upon the capital followed by a great flood and the flood and the storm both lasted for seven days and seven nights the emperor was troubled greatly by these omens and he sent for the astrologers that they might explain the causes thereof they said in answer to the questions asked of them that the terrible weather was caused only by the anger of the male serpent seeking vengeance for the loss of its mate which was none other than the fair woman that kane uji had brought back with him Whereupon the emperor commanded that Kaneuji should be banished to the province of Hitachi, and that the transformed female servant should at once be taken back to the pond upon the mountain of Kurama. And being thus compelled by imperial order to depart, Kaneuji went away to the province of Hitachi, followed only by his faithful retainer, Ikenoshoji. Section three The Exchange of Letters. Only a little while after the banishment of Kaneuji, a travelling merchant seeking to sell his wares visited the house of the exiled prince at hitachi and being asked by the hangan where he lived the merchant made answer saying i live in kyoto in the street called muromachi and my name is goto my stock consists of goods of one thousand and eight different kinds which i send to china of one thousand and eight kinds which i send to india and yet another thousand and eight kinds which i sell only in japan so that my whole stock consists of three thousand and twenty-four different kinds of goods concerning the countries to which i have already been i may answer that i made three voyages to india and three to china and this is my seventh journey to this part of japan having heard these things uguri hangan asked the merchant whether he knew of any young girl who would make a worthy wife since he the prince being still unmarried desired to find such a girl then said sayemon in the province of sagami to the west of us there lives a rich man called tokoyama choja who has eight sons long he lamented that he had no daughter and he long prayed for a daughter to the august son and a daughter was given him and after her birth her parents thought it behoved them to give her a higher rank than their own because her birth had come to pass through the divine influence of the august heaven-shining deity so they built for her a separate dwelling she is in very truth superior to all other japanese women nor can i think of any other person in every manner worthy of you this story much pleased Kaneuji, and he at once asked Sayemon to act the part of matchmaker for him footnote one nakodo the profession of nakodo exists but any person who arranges marriages for a consideration is for the time being called the nakodo and sayemon promised to do everything in his power to fulfil the wish of the hangan then kane uji called for inkstone and writing-brush and wrote a love-letter and tied it up with such a knot as love-letters are tied with and he gave it to the merchant to be delivered to the lady and he gave him also in reward for his services one hundred golden ryo sayemon again and again prostrated himself in thanks and he put the letter into the box which he always carried with him and then he lifted the box upon his back and bade the prince farewell now although the journey from hitachi to sagami is commonly a journey of 7 days the merchant arrived there at noon upon the 3rd day having travelled in all haste night and day together without stopping and he went to the building called inui no Gosho, which had been built by the rich yokoyama for the sake of his only daughter taruta hime in the district of soba in the province of sagami and he asked permission to enter therein but the stern gatekeepers bade him go away announcing that the dwelling was the dwelling of Hime, daughter of the famed choja yokoyama and that no person of the male sex whosoever could be permitted to enter and furthermore that guards had been appointed to guard the palace ten by night and ten by day with extreme caution and severity but the merchant told the gatekeepers that he was goto sayomon of the street called muromachi in the city of kyoto and that he was a well-famed merchant there and was by the people called sendanya that he had thrice been to india and thrice to china and was now upon his seventh return journey to the great country of the rising sun and he said also to them into all the palaces of nihon save this one only i have been freely admitted so i shall be deeply grateful to you if you permit me to enter thus saying he produced many rolls of silk and presented them to the gatekeepers and their cupidity made them blind and the merchant without more difficulty entered rejoicing through the great outer gate he passed and over a bridge and then found himself in front of the chambers of the female attendants of the superior class and he called out with a very loud voice o my ladies all things that you may require i have here with me i have all jorogata no meshi dogu i have haircombs and needles and tweezers i have tatagami and combs of silver and kamoji from nagasaki and even all kinds of chinese mirrors whereupon the ladies delighted with the idea of seeing these things suffered the merchant to enter their apartment which he presently made to look like a shop for the sale of female toilet articles but while making bargains and selling very quickly sayemon did not lose the good chance offered him and taking from his box the love-letter which had been confided to him he said to the ladies this letter if i remember rightly i picked up in some town in hitachi and i shall be very glad if you will accept it either to use it for a model if it be written beautifully or to laugh at if it proved to have been written awkwardly then the chief among the maids receiving the letter tried to read the writing upon the envelope tsuki ni hoshi amen ni arare ga korikana which signified moon and stars rain and hail make ice but she could not read the riddle of the mysterious words the other ladies who were also unable to guess the meaning of the words could not but laugh and they laughed so shrilly that the princess terute heard and came among them fully robed and wearing a veil over her night-black hair and the bamboo screen having been rolled up before her terute hime asked what is the cause of all this laughing if there be anything amusing i wish that you will let me share in the amusement the maids then answered saying we were laughing only at our being unable to read a letter which this merchant from the capital says that he picked up in some street and here is the letter even the address upon it is a riddle to us and the letter having been laid upon an open crimson fan was properly presented to the princess who received it and admired the beauty of the writing and said never have i seen so beautiful a hand as this it is like the writing of Kobodaishi himself or of monju bosatsu perhaps the writer is one of those princes of the ichijo or nijo or sanjo families all famed for their skill in writing or if this guess of mine be wrong then i should say that these characters have certainly been written by oguri hangan kana uji now so famed in the province of hitachi i shall read the letter for you then the envelope was removed and the first phrase she read was fuji no yama the mountain of fuji which she interpreted as signifying loftiness of rank and then she met with such phrases as these kiyomizu kosaka the name of a place arare ni ozasa hail on the leaves of the bamboo grass itaya ni arare hail following upon a wooden roof tamato ni kori ice in the sleeve nonaka ni shimizu pure water running through a moor Koika ni makomo rushes in a little pond inoba ni tsuyu dew on the leaves of the taro shakunaga obi a very long girdle shika ni momiji deer and maple trees futamatagawa a forked river hoso tanigawa ni marukibachi a round log laid over a little stream for a bridge Tsurunashi yumi ni hanuki dori a stringless bow and a wingless bird and then she understood that the characters signified maireba ao they would meet for he would call upon her arare nai then they would not be separated korobi au they would repose together and the meaning of the rest was thus this letter should be opened within the sleeve so that others may know nothing of it keep the secret in your own bosom you must yield to me even as the rush bends to the wind i am earnest to serve you in all things we shall surely be united at last whatever chance may separate us at the beginning i wish for you even as the stag for its mate in the autumn even though long kept apart we shall meet as meet the waters of a river divided in its upper course into two branches divine i pray you the meaning of this letter and preserve it i hope for a fortunate answer thinking of taruta hime i feel as though i could fly and the princess taruta found at the end of the letter the name of him who wrote it oguri hangan kane uji himself together with her own name as being written to her then she felt greatly troubled because she had not at first supposed that the letter was addressed to her and had without thinking read it aloud to the female attendants for she well knew that her father would quickly kill her in a most cruel manner should the iron-hearted choja come to know the truth footnote one choja is not a proper name it signifies really a wealthy man only like the french names un richard un Rich, but is used almost like a proper name in the country still the richest man in the place usually a person of influence being often referred to as the choja End footnote one wherefore through fear of being mingled with the earth of the moor fitting place for a father in wrath to slay his daughter she set the end of the letter between her teeth and rent it to pieces and withdrew to the inner apartment but the merchant knowing that he could not go back to hitachi without bearing some reply resolved to obtain one by cunning wherefore he hurried after the princess even into her innermost apartment without so much as waiting to remove his sandals and he cried out loudly "O my princess i have been taught that written characters were invented in india by monju bosatsu and in japan by kobodaishi and is it not like tearing the hands of kobodaishi thus to tear a letter written with characters know you not that a woman is less pure than a man wherefore then do you born a woman thus presume to tear a letter now if you refuse to write a reply i shall call upon all the gods i shall announce to them this unwomanly act and i shall invoke their malediction upon you and with these words he took from the box which he always carried with him a buddhist rosary and he began to twist it about with an awful appearance of anger then the princess terute terrified and grieved prayed him to cease his invocations and promised that she would write an answer at once so her answer was quickly written and given to the merchant who was overjoyed by his success and speedily departed for hitachi carrying his box upon his back Section four how kane uji became a bridegroom without his father-in-law's consent travelling with great speed the nakodo quickly arrived at the dwelling of the Hangwan, and gave the letter to the master who removed the cover with hands that trembled for joy very very short the answer was only these words okinake bune a boat floating in the offing but Kane uji guessed the meaning to be, As fortunes and misfortunes are common to all, be not afraid and try to come unseen. Therewith he summoned Ikenoshoji and bade him make all needful preparation for a rapid journey. Gotosayemon consented to serve as guide. He accompanied them, and when they reached the district of Soba and were approaching the house of the princess, the guide said to the prince, That house before us with the black gate is the dwelling of the far-famed yokoyama choja and that other house to the northward of it having a red gate is the residence of the flower fair terute be prudent in all things and you will succeed and with these words the guide disappeared accompanied by his faithful retainer the hangan approached the red gate both attempted to enter when the gatekeeper sought to prevent them declaring they were much too bold to seek to enter the dwelling of terute only daughter of the renowned Yokoyama Choja, the sacred child begotten through the favor of the deity of the sun. You do but right to speak thus, the retainer made reply, but you must learn that we are officers from the city in search of a fugitive. And it is just because all males are prohibited from entering this dwelling that a search therein must be made. Then the guards, amazed, suffered them to pass and saw the supposed officers of justice enter the court and many of the ladies-in-waiting come forth to welcome them as guests and the lady Taruta, marvellously pleased by the coming of the writer of that love-letter appeared before her wooer robed in her robes of ceremony with a veil about her shoulders kane uji was also much delighted at being thus welcomed by the beautiful maiden and the wedding ceremony was at once performed to the great joy of both and was followed by a great wine-feast So great was the mirth and so joyful were all that the followers of the prince and the maids of the princess danced together and together made music. And Oguri Hangan himself produced his flute, made of the root of a bamboo, and began to play upon it sweetly. Then the father of Teruta, hearing all this joyous din in the house of his daughter, wondered greatly what the cause might be. But when he had been told how the Hangan had become the bridegroom of his daughter without his consent, The Choja grew wondrous angry and in secret devised a scheme of revenge. End of Appendix Three, Part One. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.